Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Thierry. As you can see, the fellas are actually here with me in Virginia. We've got Theo Walski, the baby face one. And of course, the beanie one. <laughs> What's up, my fellow nerds? This is why he wears a beanie, guys. The home edition. We're all here. That's right. Got a little, got my little COVID hair going, huh? COVID at its best. <laughs> Jason is back in uh, Long Beach uh, hanging out. He's doing some reading. So uh, what's more fitting than, like we said last week, guys, this we are going to talk about some Last of Us. Yes. Uh, part two, since we have all finished it, finally, yes, we were waiting on yes. me. I am a slacker. And as you can see also, the mini-me. <laughs> what's With up, buddy? It was here. So uh, it's been a week, guys. Yes. We just got done doing some uh, bowling, having some fun. Yes. Pizza and soda action. Yes. was a lot of fun. Yeah, game one. Yeah, game one. You came back. To <laughs> it went downhill from there. I told you, my first ball was going to be the best one through all day. Um, it's been years since we bowled. Um, yes, it's been quite a while. This one got to bowl as well. Had some fun. Um, it's you been a dragon freaking shooting. Yes. It was, I'm used to the metal ones. Yeah. You got this right? awesome dragon. dragon was cool. I was a little jealous. Dragon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have yeah, used it. dragon. I mean, you qualify for it. Wow. wow! This whole week, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting left and right every every day. Okay, as opposed to any other day, but you know? yeah, but really, but you got hit hard yesterday. Yes, I did. Last night you got hit so, hard. So yeah, last night we played. Uh, if anybody thinks that Matt is the nice one out of us, he's not. <laughs> ruthless. It's a total front. Straight ruthless. <laughs> oh, you'll find out in Monopoly. Oh, because oh. I told you the belt's coming home with me. That's true. It's not That's even true. ruthless. Um, it's just. Plain savage. <laughs> hey, plain savage. Live in this household, you got to be savage. No kidding. So, uh, yeah, it's also been a Mario Kart throwdown. And, you know, earlier episodes of the podcast, we called it the Mario Kart Dojo. Jerry had to be introduced to it and realized just how savage it is in our house with Mario Kart. Total judo move. I got to I, I gotta, and I gotta practice. And once again, I got my butt kicked again. <laughs> <laughs> by my wife. We all the ringer. The ringer. So yes. Yes, literally the ringer. Because there would be times that I played with her sister and then she would sneak in and pl- and play as her sister while from eighth <laughs> come into first. Yep. Right right there. Yeah. 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 So let's let's talk about some news from this week. Um and then we'll kind of get into our last of us two discussion and whatnot so uh first things first uh, this week um setting up dc fandom which come which starts on the 22nd um rocksteady announced uh in a teaser a picture of superman with a suicide squad bullseye on the top of his head um it has now come out that the game is called suicide squad kill the justice league it is going to be shown off uh during fandom uh you know what it's rocksteady i trust them I do too. Uh, the moment they they put out that poster, I am n- nothing but questions. But a uh, little speculation from IGN that they said that that Superman was actually going to be Bizarro, but now with the title, I don't know. Well, well maybe Bizarro goes in, it's like, pretending penetrates the Gen- Justice League. Maybe. Well, with Rocksteady, we're going to get an interesting story. Nathan Fillion has been doing a lot of talking up of Suicide Squad, the game, um, which makes me think that maybe he is reprising his role 
as Lantern. That'd be sweet. From the animated shows. So that would be kind of interesting. Um, no, so we also do know that uh, Series X has had a rumored leak of November 6th now. Um, I've been holding true that it was, you know, everything was going to be November 19th because of Cyberpunk. Yeah. But November 6th kind of makes me think that maybe PlayStation will probably go around that time too. So they have the consoles up and running before Cyberpunk drops. Within, and then within a week to two weeks. Yeah. They're always yeah. within um, a week to two weeks within each other of launch. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, also along with that rumored leak, uh, Halo Infinite has been delayed till next year. <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, I honestly think it's a good thing for the game. I mean, that yeah. rendering on that trailer was just caught awful. It, it had some, it had some problems. It had some serious problems. Like, yeah. I, like I was telling Matt earlier, it's like, yeah, the lighting looks fantastic, but it, it had, <laughs> it had strong so moments in the trailer, but then there were other moments like, where it was just Craig the bird. Is that, yeah, that was awful. Okay, awful, um, an awful ending to the trailer. So, uh, okay. studio head Chris Lee, um, put out an, an announcement this week that reads in part today. I want to share an important halo infinite development, Update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know that this will be disappointing to many of you, and we will share. Uh, we all share in this sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for support and uh, thank you for your support and understanding, Chris Lee. So, in all of that. What I hear is they're still gonna have crunch. Yeah, I say take your time. I'm, I'm, I, it, even even well, pushing back, they're still gonna crunch. You know, well-being of our team has always been code for we need more time, but we're still gonna make it crunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the case with three four three, and they honestly, I say even if you push it back to holiday next year, um, go ahead and do that. Take your time. Um, yeah, tighten up the game. Mm -hmm. Be like, make sure it is ready. They even not even tighten up. I think from the trailer that they are way behind on even mechanics and and content. Yeah, mm -hmm. agreed. Because I mean, like, like I've been telling these guys, it's it's, it's Destiny Halo Edition. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Purely off the trailer, like I will definitely give three four three the opportunity and say, like, yeah, you guys can come up with something to set your get, set yourselves apart from Destiny. Mm -hmm. But show us more, please. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, give them the time that they need. Um, because honestly, the Halo community deserves it, especially after Guardians. Guardians wasn't great. Halo 4 was eh. Um, we all know those are both under 343, so they can't afford to miss. Because um, I think there would be some great disappointment for, for fans if they... 
they did miss on it. Okay. Um, last bit of news, we've got the uh, NPD uh, group, the bestseller chart for July came out. Um, it's interesting to see what's on this list. Um, we know Xbox doesn't have any exclusives, as Jason, if he were here, would say exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Um, so topping the list was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not surprising. Um, not surprising. However, given the latest update, now PlayStation fans, it's only going to be about two gig. Whereas Xbox fans, 66 gigs, which now pushes this game almost to 250 gig for them. Good Lord, um, man. That's half the system hard drive before you have the system OS on it. Um, Now, rounding out July, you also had Animal Crossing. Not a surprise. Last of Us Part 2. Nice. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Good. Ghost of Tsushima came in at number five. Agreed. Just good. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Don't know. Um, (laughs) Never played those games. Didn't even matter. It was completely different from just the pure fighting games. It's like truly going mm-hmm. through the story of yep. like oh the, really the anime yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was more of an action RPG than like a beat 'em up. Oh, cool. Um, MLB The Show Twenty, Resident Evil Three, Mario Kart Eight, uh-huh. still now, um, and then uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven rounds out the top ten. Now, here's the thing: is there's an asterisk next to Mario Kart Eight and Animal Crossing. Digital sales from the Nintendo eShop are not included. Oh, that's this impressive. Then. Physical copies. That's impressive. So it is extremely impressive, but you know, it's Mario Kart. And, and honestly, we've had a lot of fun with it this week. Um, you know, even if some red shells and green shells have been thrown your way, Jerry. But at least you've gotten some it's practice angry. in. You've I have some gotten some practice. Like, true, true. Yeah. But it, I... You were game on my still tail angers quite me. a bit in the last few races. Yeah. I'll give you some credit, man. I'll give you some credit. So, ultimately, um, that's an impressive list, especially when you look at, you know, you have two Nintendo titles. Mm-hmm. And then, to Jason's coin phrase exclusives, you've got Last of Us, Final Fantasy, Ghost of Tsushima, and MLB The Show. Mm-hmm. All on there from PlayStation. That's four of the top ten are exclusive to Sony. Well, I mean, Microsoft still needs to actually have exclusive in order to put something up in the running. <laughs> that is very, very true. Um, I mean, you can't be in the running if you got nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, at this point, you know, with that guy's talk about Last of Us Part Two, which is what this podcast is really going to be. So, um, for those listeners that have not finished the game. I I would say go ahead and fast forward to where, you know, next 30 minutes or so um, as we're going to be talking about it, including the ending. Um, so I don't want to ruin spoilers anything for that. Spoiler warnings. Spoiler, spoiler heavy. Spoiler um, guaranteed. So, you know, for the fans, <clears throat> as we kind of talk about this, definitely weigh in. You know, we'd love to hear your comments if you agree with us or not. Um, but let's, let's, Start the round table on that. Um, Last of Us Part 2. Game of the Decade. Game of the Decade. And and it's still not even just like this past decade. mm -hmm. This is the upcoming decade. Oh, you're thinking... uh, I'm thinking in the next 10 years, we're not going to talk. I've said this before. I agree with Theo. At least for, for... 
yeah, this decade. Last, like the the story itself, the game. But Matt, so so that I we had Matt, talk about Matt this. and I were talking about. It, and I want to see. Oh, here we, we end up agreeing. And um, he he argues that I argue God of War. I argue is, God of War is better is better game than of decade than Last of Us. Part so, two. okay, hear me out. Yeah, hear yeah. me out. Okay, so Last of Us. Okay, let's talk about this. emotionally fantastic story. Okay, start to finish the journey of Ellie and Abby both. You know, you start off wanting to hate Abby because she killed Joel. Mm-hmm. Okay, no. but as you play El, uh, Abby and she grows, you fall in love with her. No, she's she basically has some sort of kind of empathy, being like, "Hey, we let you go," yeah. Yeah. or at the very least, you you you, empathize. you, 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 em- empathize. you end up empathizing and seeing her side. But I more look at her growing as she meets Lev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you know he saves her. She goes back for him and his sister. Mm-hmm. And does everything she can to save them, right? And be like a mother figure to him, especially after his mother. He has to kill his mother because mm-hmm. she tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where I think God of War tops that. Okay, because Last of Us used virtually the same game mechanics outside of adding and jumping as Last of Us from one. Last of Us One to Okay PS Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, granted, we knew it was going to be great from the story uh, for now. I got, but. Here's where I look at God of War being better. Okay. Mm-hmm. You take a franchise that is predominantly hack and slash through mm-hmm. all of it up through three. Right. Okay. And I've been on record. I've even told Corey Barlog to his face when we met him at E3 a couple of years ago that I was not a fan of God of War. Mm-hmm. Period. Going right. into God of War on PS4. Okay. But Corey and his team took Kratos, reinvented him. Mm-hmm. reinvented the game game mechanics turned it into more of an action rpg you see him growing as a father and that whole journey he goes on with atreus mm-hmm. you reinvented a game and got an amazing story and game mechanics and everything out of that so that's where i think in a lot of ways god of war is better than last of us in terms of mechanics and everything like that now story-wise Honestly, as much as I love Horizon, I love Uncharted, everything, nothing can beat the story of Last of Us Part II. So I, I, I would add that there's still one leg up that I think that Last of Us has okay. among most games right now, is that I felt Last of Us Part Two had the best enemy AI that I have played in a game yet because it was the most unpredictable mm-hmm. and would constantly change based off of what and you And it did. flanks you. Yes. It will absolutely pin you down and flank you. That's why I kind of disagree about the whole God of War thing. Because one, it was already an established franchise. Yes, it got reinvented. uh, And he does go through this profound journey being a father. And it's even newcomers and and old fans alike are going through uh, this journey together. I totally agree with that. But the thing about it is... When you were playing God of War, were you still getting that that feeling that you were going through the journey in, in each chapter, each feeling, mm-hmm. as you did in Last of Us? Because that's Last of Us was just predominantly so strong story wise. Oh, and that's why and, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, story wise. But that, that's that's the that's the one element that I feel that mm-hmm. trumps God of War is because you're you're going through this this journey, this story of like, of hate 
redemption mm-hmm. and forgiveness. Because re- when I got to the end of last, but she last doesn't of us, forgive Abby though. But that's the thing. But is, she does. She does it. She does let her go. Go. Uh, she uh, uh, Ellie lets Abby go. But she achieves closure. She herself. achieves closure. And and the biggest thing is that she knew Joel would want her not to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Which is why it is a revenge story. But she, you know, you see Ellie grow so much. I mean, Joel definitely saw it coming. Anything that what he did to the fireflies at the end of there the were gonna was there was yep. something Some was yeah was gonna come someone was, was gonna, gonna ask questions down. someone was gonna come so yeah here's where I think though got I mean in some cases got to work a little bit better though because to really understand Last of Us Part Two you have to play one I'm sorry Ooh. you have to play one uh, uh, you do because yeah. to under to truly understand why Abby does what she does and the tie-ins to the hospital during her flashback scene. I think you need to have Last of Us 1 and Joel actually, you playing as Joel, walking into the hospital and laying waste to the hospital. And making that choice. And making that choice. God of War, I never finished three. I never really played more than a quarter. You can go in fresh. You you can can, because anybody can go into God of War itself from PS4. And and, learn about Kratos. And learn learn about about Kratos. And that's where I think in some cases it was better because it didn't use the predecessor stuff. That being said, Neil Druckmann is an amazing story writer, which is why I love, love, love Uncharted. And it's my absolute favorite series Mm. of all time. Um, But I think I love the fact Neil did not back down. Mm. And he put Ellie's relationship front and center, mm-hmm. he but he oh, did yeah. it. He did it in a way that it was natural. It was elegant. It was elegant. That's the way to put it. It was elegant. I mean, it it seemed it didn't force anything onto you. No, because it really, because yeah, it really, in in the story, she was still kind of figuring out, like, hey, you know, they kiss at a party. What does this mean? Are we together? And then, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, they're figuring out as they go. Still, that wasn't forced on you either because right. it was just all a matter of the narrative first. Mm-hmm. And then you lead up into, it's like, oh, here's an actual relationship. Instead of and then you end up caring about them mm-hmm. and just not wanting, really hoping, I was really hoping that they would. Man, when Abby held that knife to... Oh Dinah's man! Neck in the theater, I was I so was, hoping Dinah was not. I was. I was like, "Oh, don't kill her! Don't do it!" That would at, just. But at the same time, if she did, I wouldn't have blamed I almost, her because yeah. of what she did. Well, that's what that was. That's what killed me at that because mm-hmm. she had that look on her face when Ellie went up and said and told her it's like she's pregnant. But after having Ellie have killed Abby's pregnant friend, I thought it was going to happen. She just too. had that look. She's like. Screw you. Yeah. You just killed a pregnant person. Mm-hmm. Why am I a sparing one? Mm-hmm. And then Lev coming in and just like, oh, this doesn't need to be repeated for another generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the Jiminy Cricket Lev. I really did because he really brought Abby back down to yeah, her. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Brought out a Go, lot Going through the apartments side. and everything. Yeah. That kind of like, oh, like I'm just questioning how you do things. Like, you, you you don't know about because like, it was yeah and, it was weird yeah. because you never thought that like, was, that was the generation growing up in yeah it was that generation growing up in that chaos I gotta say and, this though I had anxiety going across the the scaffolding <laughs> oh me oh too I, like, I fell a yeah. couple times and I'm like I hate like things yes I fell a couple times oh I didn't fall because I was trying to cross it too fast. And I didn't stop fast enough to uh, <laughs> myself. Um, 
because I hate heights. I really do. And kind of that whole glancing down from time to time that she did. That, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Forced you that, all, that always got me like, um, oh, my God, don't fall. Don't fall. But where I do think from a story perspective, like we talked about, I think the story does more emotionally is that I did not want to do some of those things that Abby and Ellie were doing. Oh, yeah. Like Matt and I were talking um, about, like, or even you and I were talking about at the very end with the final fight with against Ellie and Abby, there were the certain pieces that there's like, they're uh, like Abby's waiting to be punched by Ellie. And I'm like, I do, is there maybe something or wrong to where that I don't do yeah, this and something else will happen? Yeah. I did not want to do that to Abby, much less the doctor too in the hospital, right? I did oh, not. I, I honestly just like have to Nora. At, I did not want to do that to her though. Oh, no, like, not, no, I mean like the end of last. Mm-hmm. It was the first the one. First one I, I, I barged like, in that door and just like, shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm You're talking dead. about like Nora, the, the doctor for the oh. the WLF, right? Uh-huh. When you're in that hospital, you fall down, right? And you're down in the basement. Spores are already out there. And you kind of reveal to the world, hey, I'm immune. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. But that, um, you know, it, it makes you stab her and mm-hmm. kill her. And I just didn't want to do or not stab her, but hit her upside the head. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't want to do it. I was like, dude, you're going to die anyways. Like to me, part of me was going like, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to let you be infected. I'm going to let you go through hell <laughs> because of what you did. But instead it makes you kill him just straight up. And there was a couple of times where you had to do that. Oh yeah. But yeah, but that's what, what to me was so, so elegant and strong about the story. Going through that scene, honestly, um, I was okay with it because I was at that point you're at you're in Ellie's story where I was thinking about Joel and yeah mm-hmm. and that's why the, I think it's so elegant because it, it's told in such a fashion to where that you empathize and everything that you're in to the mm-hmm. same type of thought process you're, as the yeah. character every, every like every pivotal scene or or action in the game you empath you empathize with what's going on and you're in the moment you really are in the moment and at at that moment when i was in the hospital i just thought about joel and the moment ellie said like i can make it slow yeah i was i was kind of all about it but then after it's done and and then seeing her with like all the blood on her clothes it's just i get it it's just like at the same time that there's they're even helping with I, that development of Ellie, like you see her almost break inside yeah. because of it. And like, like what, what did I just do? Like, is this right? Like, yeah, what am I that's, becoming that's, right now? But yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why I, I totally feel that I agree with you that it is I the game of the decade. I feel that Ellie got what she deserved though. With Dina leaving? With, with, with Dina leaving, she flat out said, you do this. I'm gone. I mean, she pretty much flat out told her, you do this. I'm not waiting for you. I'm not going to be here anymore. You're going to lose your family. She was straight and up. Sure enough, it. she shows back up. And she loses part of her ability to really play the guitar effectively. I mean, she'll have to switch up hands. She'll, I mean, you can still play with two fingers, but you're going to lose a lot of your tonation with it. But also too, is that house was cleaned out mm-hmm. and Dinah purposely left all oh, the drawings of all of them. Yeah, there's all of so to me. I think that at, um, Ellie got what she deserved. I personally loved seeing Abby kind of be able to be go off with with Lev and let them do their own story. Mm. 
Um, part of me wished that we might have, we could have gotten the fireflies actually in it, like a little, you know, satellite, you know, and that maybe that's yeah. what Santa Barbara really oh, yeah. was. Instead, it's this biker gang that is basically luring everybody there. The Rattlers. The Rattlers yeah. as um, slaves. Yeah. I was, uh, but... but that's also what's that's also what's what was so great about the the decision Ellie knew what she was doing but also she had she had to finish it she had to get closure but in doing that I, I still like I'm kind of um, I was still hopeful too I that maybe Dean would stay I think Ben I agree with it like it wasn't really her like I think she just felt too much that she owed to Tommy Tommy pushed those Tommy buttons. Pushed she pushed those buttons. Yeah, yeah. She was ready. She was just like, "Yeah, I've already moved on from this. Why are you still hanging on to this at this point?" But and then he kept on saying, "Like you promised. Yeah, you promised this was." Gonna but happen. also, you kind of put have to put yourself in that position where, if it was my brother, I wouldn't quit. Maybe I, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know if I would quit, or he, I don't know if even, I would keep going on. Like, even if it was the person that like basically shot half your face off. Because you know she yeah. still shot him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, That's here's true. my thing is though, is in the theater, at that point, Abby kind of shows up. It's like I felt Ellie kind of made that turn, was like, you know what, I'm done. I don't need this. Because blood she almost on my lost everyone. Because That's she true. was so far over the edge and she had to come back. I for me it was like I I was hopeful that right then and there she was good. Yeah. yeah. She would leave it alone. You know, and granted that that fight with Abby and Ellie was oh my god, that was such a turn. Um, that was that was a jaw dropping moment for me. I was like, oh my god, I'm playing against Ellie right now. Yeah, and I have to kick her ass. <laughs> yes. Um, but overall, I mean, from a design perspective, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I I did like finding Drake's ring in the bank vault. Yeah, there was some nice easy. Right. Right. No, no, that's yeah. there's the ring, which you find in the bank vault in the very beginning of oh, Sammy yeah, Day One. Yeah, you find the name but of Drake. in Abbey Day One. There's the this the recursor sphere or whatever from Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter is in one of the apartments. Oh, yeah, I missed yeah. it. I need to go back and get it. I found it. Um, that makes more sense why it's called the Strange Artifact. Yeah, that's what there are in <laughs> Jack and Daxter. Okay. Um, so just those little touches, um, loved how they had some of the bands that would have been popular at the time mm -hmm. as, the, as everything hit. Um, love the PS3. That was common. The PS3 is a lot of room. The PS3 is in the Vitas. Um, yeah. Also the numbered and charted up through that would have been for that era. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. For when outbreak day really was, it started. There's just a lot of touches they did. I love the amount of exploration you could do in the game versus Last of Us 1 being a little bit more on rails versus this one you had more open It was areas very linear, kind of um, but 2 was linear, but the exploration was more vast, yes. which, like I, like I said was, about the it was, game... It was a guided linear. Yeah. It was, just yeah, yeah. A, it was or a guided open. But it was nice type. that it, it was more open, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I said about the game... Every every little touch that they added, like the dogs, the the enemies, AI. I hated having to kill were, dogs. Oh, I, I I do not like, and even in movies, I don't like it when dogs die. But um, the but yeah, every little thing they they added looked, to the game was. I was really appreciative awesome. that they did not replicate that in both playthroughs. 
that it was just an Ellie, that it just was just one hint at this oh, open yeah. area. And like that made it the length, the lengthiest part of the game. And then mm-hmm. Abby, cause like, I didn't want to be like, Oh my God, I'm only halfway done when I get to Abby. When really yeah. in reality, you're like about 65% done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, how did you feel about the gun mechanics this time around and adding in more mechanics for the bow, adding in a crossbow? I enjoyed, like I said, everything that they added to it, even the upgrade system, they the simplified work, the workbench it. The workbench was awesome. It was so awesome. The I loved the, cool. the, 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 yeah, the idea of the workbench. And uh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat of a stickler when they, when you do additions to a gun in a game, they were done well. Like sometimes they they can look oversized or kind of hokey, yeah, yeah. and in this one, they all and made sense and they all looked like somewhat the, real, like the bows, right? Adding mm-hmm. on the sight to the recurve, yeah, yeah. and they were and really accurate. It was like, accurate on that. Adding on an actual scope to the the crossbow, or adjusting and, the grip for stability and everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I also like the fact that they accounted for the the downward drift of an arrow as it yep, continues on. So you have to, you actually have to sight it correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought oh, that yeah. was great. Um, I mean, at least they did that in the first one, but you definitely had more distance this time mm-hmm. around and that you were actually doing something more realistic rather than having a line drawn for you to know where it's going to go. Yeah, you, right. had you, just, had to. you just had a sight to yep. be able to use. Yeah. Which that was um, fantastic. And so, a lot of the upgrades too, I think for, for both Ellie and Abby uh, were really interesting. Like a, it wasn't just listening mode, but some were like reload speed. I was going to ask, like, how do you feel about the, the skill trees? I, I enjoyed them. I, I'm glad that. So um, I, I liked the whole like, oh, I found a new like outdoorsman mm-hmm. book. So I'm going yeah. to unlock a new <laughs> tree. But I, 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 I don't know if it was more of my play style or whatever, but I felt like some of the skill upgrades were kind of in a weird order. There were some that were switched. Yeah. That were like some stealth were in one category and then there was a couple of stealth built into another category. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that was meant, I, I think it was meant to do that to kind of change up your play style a little bit mm-hmm. as you go on. Cause maybe you're, maybe you were more gung ho in the beginning, but then after a couple of the skill trees or training manuals that you find, you're allowed to be a little bit more stealthy mm-hmm. yeah. if you wanted to. I, that's why I enjoyed I just, the I think the they could have done better with that, though, to that point, because mm. veterans of Last of Us know resources and ammo are very hard to come by, mm-hmm. and you got to be stealthy. Yeah. So instead, they buried some of the stealth stuff into another category and forced you to play a different style, which in some cases did not really I, I still played. Well. I still played really um, stealthy without it. Yeah. There were times where I, I kind of went gung ho, but that was the other. Th- but that's also what uh, Druckmann said was that you're supposed to kind of get caught and be, be seen forced. because the, because the first game was about redemption. This one was about revenge, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't be stealthy, and you just need to just go all out. go all out and kill everyone in in, the, in a camp or wherever you are. Now. Going over the course of the story and, and Abby's journey, Ellie's journey, we know Abby sails off with, with Lev at the very end. Yeah. Um, to Santa Barbara. Well, they were already in Santa Barbara. They were leaving. They were just straight Oh, leaving. at the very end. Yeah. But, I mean, um, but yeah, I'm talking about like the very, very end of the game, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> Theo and I comment on the same thing. Did you mix up Abby? So when you get to when you get to the final part to the polls to find Abby at the polls where everybody was strung up, 
did you mistake the girl with the ponytail to be Abby? I yeah, I was wondering I if that I was. I wondering. I was thinking like I think I'm doing what I, like what they want me to do. It's like I totally went straight for the yeah. Story. I'm looking for the and ponytail. The, I'm looking for a beefy girl. And, and here like, there she is. And, and then, then you turn. And I see the icon. And it's like wait, I'm looking right at her game. What's wrong with this? And you know what? It, I I. And it, 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 it totally makes sense when you turned around and see that she was. It made me really so, sad yeah. seeing her like that yeah. because you know you can tell then you know for everything up to that point that Abby spent a lot of time keeping that bulk, you know, because that's yeah. what helped her survive against you yeah. know the infected. But then you see her there, like you can tell that she down, she went through no muscle tone. She went through some crap and, in that camp, and mm-hmm. she, you know, and honestly it more feminized her, you know, in terms of, you know, a lot of people think, you know, she was too big for the character, but I actually think it was perfect for her. Uh, you know, in terms of it going you, up you to You have to point, be, especially you know, when she's dubbed like the, when she was dubbed the best scar killer yeah. of the, of the camp. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you gotta be ruthless and you gotta, you know, yeah. look the part. And she I, did. I still personally feel like that they didn't overdo it with, the masculinity of Abby. I still, Absolutely not. I, no, still I thought, thought, it was, I thought she, she looked was, like a bodybuilder. Like, yeah, I just yeah, thought that she, she, she was I, just, I totally she, thought she was just too. Yeah. She was still an attractive now, character yeah. and she still had her venom side really present throughout her entire story. And I thought that it did. And all of it, though, the one thing that I, for me, my least favorite thing about the game is I don't think it needed a sex scene. Uh, I kind of think it did. I, it just it, to, to really get into the turmoil between in with the the triangle between Owen. I thought that Abby was. I honestly thought that was bound to happen. Yeah, I just the fact is you didn't. I mean, it was just straight up. Hey, ripping clothes off. Here's you know here's frontal. Here bender over. You know exactly. What's I just didn't think it was necessarily needed. But I felt it was needed because it 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 helped her realize that she needed to move away from home because you see in yeah. the, the morning after mm-hmm. that she's just like this this isn't worth it anymore like mm-hmm. i've been obsessed with this guy for so many yeah. years it was almost kind of her and, own and, closure and yeah. like it's just this it's just this back and forth and like it's just this like, he's not thinking logic i think it could like for me i think it was more along the lines i didn't need the full scene like you could have oh, kind of started it oh, you okay, didn't need yeah. the full scene or anything like that you look at like mass effect right or even like dragon age where you end up you know you do sleep with the other characters in the game but it's it's you know, it yeah, starts, they could have done like, uh, like starts, a steamy done, window in the, in you the know, yeah. or something. And you kind of start it and then, okay, cool, next morning. I didn't think you need the full on sex scene because I think in some ways it almost brings it more than an M-rated game. and almost pushes that barrier with how much violence and everything is already in the game. True. Um, so, yeah. but overall though, I think it, it was a great game. Now, that being said, do we need a part three? I don't think we need a part three. Uh, once again, uh, Theo and I have discussed yeah. this where it's classic Naughty Dog that it's <laughs> like you got full closure. It can stop, but has the opportunity for me. Yeah. Now, I would accept a th- I would accept a, a a third game, but once again, if it was written with care and if Naughty Dog was the only one to do it, they would do it right. Mm-hmm. They would do it right. And give and do it justice, but uh, do I do I need another one after two? No, I think it needs to be left. Just leave it alone because sometimes I'd be happy with that too. Sometimes you go for that third game. Uh, let's reference Mass Effect, right? 
Okay. One. Well, no, but here's no. Case I get point, you. Though. Mass Effect Three. You could have left it alone. Yeah. You could have left things alone after Mass Effect Two, but you didn't. You went for three and three, and then trying was, to redeem yourself, you go with Andromeda. <laughs> and that was bad. We I was okay with three. I, I'm one of those well, people that was okay with three, and a lot the of three ending was terrible. It had its and problems. I think a lot of trilogy, like third games. Now, Nighthawk being the exception because of Uncharted 3 was a fantastic game. And then going to 4, which... And 4 was still... Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. But that being said, I think you need to leave Last of Us alone. Leave it where it's at. You've had your your redemption. Um, other than that, if you go with third route, you're probably going to end up something like you talked about, Jared, having someone come under your wing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that LEB, the, the, the jewel in the relationship. Right. Yeah. But I think I think you can leave things leave things alone. Uh, I would actually, yeah, I, I I'm actually more okay with them not doing a third because, mm-hmm. well, rumored next game is supposed to be in space. Mm. So I think it's for Naughty Dog. Oh, I think it's for Naughty Dog. Not Last of Us in space. Oh, okay. no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious! Oh my god! <laughs> How'd you get back to space? <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> well, you see, Russia wasn't impacted. So well, that was the thing. I I, the rumor I heard about Naughty Dog, I didn't hear about the whole space thing, but I heard that it possible we were getting a Jack and and Daxter. Well, there is a huge rumor going around right now. There is a old franchise that is about to be resurrected for the PS5. Please give us Jack. Some people are talking Jack and Daxter. I want Jack and Daxter. Some people are talking Sly Cooper. Mm. Mm, That would be cool Um, too. You know, the rapper has been thrown out there too, but it more looks like something more of a serious franchise that was big in in the Sony Jack and Dexter. Not serious. Oh man, Um, no. But well, no, no. I mean, in terms of the rumors, or more heavily around like a Jack and Dexter. I can just imagine what they what they can do with Jack and Dexter with the hoverboards. The 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 hover. Could you imagine? Oh my god, Sly Cooper though too. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they could have a massive map and oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Their maps are pretty large in Slice Cooper as it were. Yeah. So yeah, Last of Us. I think ultimately under him. Um, he uh, Last of Us just needs to be left alone. I I love Neil's work. Always will. I mean, he's a fantastic writer. Um, but just let it be. Let it. I mean, you could have. We could have left a gaunt alone with the first one too. Yeah. Um, True. So, yeah, I still, um, still with Last of Us One, how it ended. Like, I would, I was still screaming for more. Last of Us Part Two, I'm not necessarily screaming. I'm like, I'm. I content. feel finished. I am very content with yeah. with two. I feel it finished. She she kind of walked off into the sunset, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she left the gar- guitar behind, so she's leaving the last memories of Joel. God, that made me form so sad. Yeah. That she um, left Joel's guitar behind. And I think that's where you can kind of end things. Yeah. Just let it be. Um, so, but what, what were your guys' absolute favorite parts in the game? Like if you had to pick one part in the game that you just like can't ever get out of your mind when you think of Last of Us 2, what would it be? For me, uh, honestly, it has to be the, uh, the final fight. Between yeah, the, the beach. At, on the beach mm-hmm. with uh, Ellie and it because it, it's it's kind of they're kind of retelling the whole story again within the fight that that's kind of how I interpret it where 
you're seeing Ellie kind of win, and then Abby's getting licks in, and well, then because they mix in the because they mix in the the flashback too. Yeah. With, and, with oh Ellie yeah. All of that. All of that. And then finally, Ellie just like stopping, just go, just telling her to go. And at that moment, I like I I felt that I was feeling what Ellie was feeling was like Joel wouldn't want me to do this or wouldn't want me to take that final, you know, blow. And like, yeah, that's, that's really what kind of impacted me from the, from the game. So mine is kind of two, two parts that are okay. that stick with me most. One is the theater when Abby shows up and Ellie comes Which out. Which time? The, well, no. So it's that whole, it's the whole sequence, right? Because the first playthrough, like the first part of the game, she, she just shows up. Yeah. She shows up, and it's kind of the end of Ellie's kind of right story yeah. at that point. But then you've got Abby showing up, so I'm I'm just talking about the whole conversation. Okay, and that Ellie is saying it doesn't need to be like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Where Ellie's kind of saying, "I've I've let go. You can let go too." Right? Because even Tommy um, and Jesse were ready. Just like Dina needs to go home. This isn't all happening. Yeah. Like this is let's not just it. go home. And, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So to me is Ellie let things go. She was fine with it. Point, yeah. She was like, hey, I'm good. And she's like, it doesn't have to be this way. And Abby's like, you wasted your opportunity. And she had that anger side of it. But just that, that conversation with Ellie going, it, it doesn't have to be like this. It kind of told me like Ellie finally mm-hmm. reset. There's all point. Yeah. But then the other part that sticks with me the most is that as actually it's two, two pieces as far as Joel goes. Mm-hmm. There's the part in the museum with the yeah, um, the birthday, Ellie's birthday. With Ellie's birthday and the Mercury capsule. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. For Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then more so, though, that flashback scene to when Dinah kisses Ellie at the dance okay. and Ellie and Joel are having that conversation. And it's kind of like that point where parents get estranged from their kids at some and they're trying to work yeah. back to it. And Joel is like, really, it's like, hey she's going to be really lucky to have you, you know, saying that you are really a great person, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of are starting to build back towards it. And to me, that, that whole conversation six more is it shows you that Joel himself grew. He grew himself as kind of a surrogate father. Yeah. To Even though he was fighting that and all through part one. Yep. And the fact that with, with Ellie, she was fighting back, you know, my father type thing. All of those scenes were, I, I, would, um, I enjoyed going through that actually, just seeing like how their relationship grew and how it became more complicated. Because one, Joel at that point felt like the father figure. Mm-hmm. And Ellie is at that point where, you know, I can take care of things by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to step in for me. You know, it was it was that closeness of a relationship that you could tell, like, throughout the time they became closer. Mm-hmm. But then, then as the as the secret unraveled, and when she found out, when she <laughs> ran off to the to the, the hospital, hospital and all that, where you see how it got complicated, I enjoyed he all tried of that so hard yeah. to walk around that, and yeah. So, what were your what was your favorite? Uh, the most defining part for me was still around yours with the theater but the pure fight against Ellie was a huge thing for me because it's just like it's it's 
like we're used to some of those other past games like like with um with Zelda like going against Dark Link or something along the same lines mm-hmm. so, like you're you're going against the dark version of yourself that was like almost that kind of feeling but to a whole new level agreed it's like yeah, I totally I agree. just built up this character to be the biggest badass ever and now I have to fight him. yeah like like I almost to the point where you question is like, should I have made her this good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, is this with my upgrades? Right. And, exactly. You, actually, I have a question for you guys. When you, when you first played as Abby, um, did, did you have any like remorse or like, or anger towards the character when you first started playing Absolutely. with her? Absolutely. I was like, I did. Cause the first time I died, I was like, good. Like, I, I, like, I honestly, as Abby, I honestly had that, only up to the first scene of the hospital. Yeah, because and then I was because like, really, oh yeah. My God, because seeing what like, she to know had, that Joel yeah. killed her father. That conversation that and, um, and just to be like and that and her that father she, was having with um, what's Nora, her face or no, no um, the one from the one from Fireflies yeah. Yeah. yeah that Joel yep. kills as as escaping with Ellie. But I mean, like, yeah, that was that was the dream where I was just like. Okay, this is starting to click a bit. So everything. let me ask you a question. After playing through, okay, we have Ghost of Shinra right? mm-hmm. and I know you guys kind of jumped into it because you guys finished it sooner than I did. Um, but did you find yourself needing something to play that was more lighthearted after playing Last of Us than moving into something more serious? I wouldn't go with lighthearted, but definitely less on the feels like less emotional <laughs> like not like because like ghost, ghost like i feel is a good transition or it's still a good follow-up for going into a new game because it's still a lot of kind of the same things it still has a great story that's building and uh, some of the same mechanics but it's still really um action-packed and, and kind of dark but it's not to the where that like you're almost getting a little anxiety when you play right which i felt like a little anxiety and i got yeah, i got a lot of, of that us. through last mm-hmm. of us where i was happy to start ghost because it was just it was a, a straight like gory samurai you know save our country no. type of thing it wasn't a roller coaster of emotions and also questioning like what am i doing with this character i hate this character and you're going through now now i'm sympathizing with this character i'm talking about abby where you're one character in ghost you're building him up it was a good it was a good transition right yeah I, yeah. Well, at least as far as we know with ghosts, mm-hmm. there right. isn't going to be a change. Like, <laughs> so, oh my God, my uncle is I the needed, evil one. Right. So I needed a, a transition. Yes, I started up a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, need to play that a little bit more because by the time I got to play it, you guys were flying in. So I didn't have yeah. a chance to really dive into it too much. But um, Animal Crossing got fired back up on my Switch. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's okay. So I pretty much reset my island without resetting it. Um, I have I, reset it. Completely. I wiped my island completely, terraformed it, so it's now almost a blank canvas, but I didn't want to give up on all the work at Prima Museum, all the items on my catalog, my DIYs, all of that stuff. So I did that. Um, also, I did download, and we kind of sat around watching it and, and playing it a little bit, but the uh, beta for Marvel Avengers, mm. which as of the time of this recording, 
is in the middle of the free weekend for PlayStation. We'll have another beta weekend next weekend for Xbox, PlayStation, or not, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, honestly, my initial feels on it right now, which Jerry say you need to download it and play it yourself and, and, and do it, but it feels a lot like Anthem. Feels a bit like Destiny. And honestly, it may not be one I play too much because you of, weren't very impressed. I wasn't impressed no. at all. Now it's very pretty, but it's very much about a button masher. It's just hit a couple buttons. That's it. Move on. Um, See, but at the, the, the same time with how I feel like it was presented originally and that like first mission or whatever, I'm actually kind of okay with the button smashing if the story is there. Because that was the big thing with Anthem that really sucks is that there was really no story there. Story. Yeah. Um, and what made me interested in the game was that maybe it, it's one of those games that starts off slow, and but the more you kind of unlock their skill tree and get better items... But maybe the characters but, be and then to this. that point with it being no story that's what I kind of feel like it's going to lead to because you have so much going in yeah. that you probably can't get a story out of it because you, you there's so many angles to go in there's, at once there, I mean there's the, the semblance of a story kind of like Anthem and Destiny but with this round it's not I still feel Destiny has a good much. story though I like Destiny's story. I, I actually like their story, I mean, too. it was okay. Um, well, Cave Destiny was always my favorite. Destiny 2 was really good. Short, for sure. <laughs> but um, Avengers, it, a lot of people are saying they love it, but a lot of people are understanding everybody when they say it. It just doesn't feel like their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and part of it is to do the missions, you either need to run with somebody or have AI with you. Mm-hmm. So it's forced multiplayer for mm-hmm. even single-player campaign. I'm definitely going to try it out. I want to. So, I want to see it for myself too. You definitely. I say, yeah. if you're interested, in it, try it for yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. Me, I may play the full version of it, see what it's like when it comes out, um, and then if I'm still not feeling it, it'll get deleted right off my system. But um, if it's a, if it's a forced multiplayer, that kind of intrigues me a little bit to the point where that the level of difficulty is at a spot so, to where that you need to be revived. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing, though, and this is the mechanic I hate. Okay. I hate about it is the fact is if you're playing with other people, anybody can come over and, and res you. Okay. Yeah. If you are playing with AI, you get two shots. Mm. You, you down on the second shot, they will not revive you when you're dead now mm-hmm. and have to restart the entire mission. Mm-hmm. So it's forcing you to play multiplayer with other people. Well, not necessarily. Because here's the thing though, is, is because the missions that I was playing with, yeah, they scale to your highest power character. So I would, with Kamala, I had her up to a, like a level 12. So I went on a mission. I decided I want to start working on Iron Man and get him yeah. abilities and stuff like that, right? right? He's a zero. I brought Black Widow, who was a zero because I thought she was unlocked. Mm-hmm. I did bring Kamala because, I mean, it was a four-person squad. Hulk was an eight. The enemies were 12 pluses and very orange, so anybody who's played Destiny, Anthem, any other like World of Warcraft knows RPG, you know the coloring on the enemy names means their difficulty. And orange is generally a um, I'm just slightly you're a little squishy. You're, you're gonna be a little squishy. So I didn't like that part where it didn't scale to your character. Yeah. So it literally is up there. So so definitely try it out yourselves. Um, 
But yeah, did you get to play? What else did you fire up on your your Switch for the, for the trip? Kart. Uh, that's some Mario Kart. Mario you, Kart. You, you didn't fire up Rogue Company, did you? I played a little bit of it. How was it? Um, I'm, I'm on the Alpha. I'm on, I'm on your Alpha. Yeah. I, I agree with you again too. It was just there was nothing really spectacular about it. There really wasn't. Yeah, it, was it was kind like, of bland. It was like trying to give Fortnite like a facelift to a certain point, but didn't have the bills. Speaking of Fortnite, we forgot to uh, address the one elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. On the news. Which one? Fortnite oh, maker yeah. Epic Games has sued. Yep. Um, and they baited Apple and they baited Google. Um they had, for those that don't understand it, so basically Apple and Google both through the iTunes store and through the Google Play store, um, both Apple and Google get a 30% take on everything sold through their store. If you sell in-game currency, it has to go through their payment system. Okay. Right. So Epic, being Epic, and everybody knows how Epic is with you know, going against Steam and how they kind of screw people over with the Epic Store and sometimes mm-hmm. in some cases, whatnot. Um, they create their own in-game payment system mm-hmm. to bypass Google and Apple. And they were blazing about it on social media and said, we just did this, your move. So Apple in response, and rightfully so within their ecosystem, mm-hmm. removed Fortnite from the Apple Store. Yep. The second they did that, Epic filed a lawsuit against Apple. Yep. In in California, they had everything ready. They had everything yeah. ready to go, including a little animated video making fun of Apple Nin- at 1984. Yeah. Um, so as we close this out, I want to give your I want your guys' take on this. My personal take is screw Epic because here's the thing: it's you are on a platform, you knew full well what. The Apple Store mm-hmm. is, right. you know, full well what the Google Play Store was, mm-hmm. and what their stipulations were for selling your product on their on their store. Right, and they are very upfront that if you do anything outside of these guidelines, they will remove you. So they're throwing. I think part of it was a PR stunt mm-hmm. for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, but two is it's like. I get it. They're fighting for the little guy and how this needs to be better. But ultimately I think I'm going to back Apple on this one because just everything that Epic did by, especially having that lawsuit ready to go, they knew, they knew Apple was going to do it. They baited them to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially after Tim Cook just testified in front of Congress yeah. in the antitrust suit. And he literally said that the iTunes store is like a camera on your phone. It's an accessory and it's not needed. Right. You don't. You don't have to download any apps. You can. Correct. You can just use the apps that it comes with and just be happy with that. Yep. But yeah, you're right. It's it's just an accessory. Right. So you, Mr. PC gamer, mm-hmm. you use both Steam and I use whatever. Yeah, you use whatever you can get the game on. Yeah. You know, Jason uses both. He's been using Epic later lately because you get free games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like Steam, Steam and Epic have some games that crop that um, they communicate with, like. Um, uh, Last Jet or no Jedi? What's the Star Wars Fallen name? Order. Fallen Order. Fallen Order is purchased can be purchased off the of Steam, but is still accessible from Origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like screw Epic Games for the most part because they blatantly broke a contract 
in my opinion, because at the same time, you with even with like anything being host wise, putting something on iTunes mm-hmm. Store is iTunes Store is a host platform. Yep, they are not going to just let you put something up for free to be hosted. Just like for our Crashing Game Night dot com website it's being hosted by somebody else we need to be able to pay them in order to do it we do something to pay break that contract they have every right to just shut us down yeah yep um i'm not so much uh, against epic games uh i think this is going to be a turning point for them especially especially if they lose the lawsuit um apple's not in the wrong they're doing what what they've been doing same with the google store they you know this is how they this is how they work um epic games i think just got i don't little hungry a little money more money yeah, hungry and a little think, greedy i don't think the move is for the little guy at all no like, i, th- if it was I really think for they, the, if it was really for the little guy they could have lowered their in-game prices right first off they could they could have made a number of moves to work with apple this was this seemed all premeditated where you know they they're gonna go they're gonna take the the hard the hard road. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I hate Epic Games. See what happens? But they're gonna learn a lesson. Making their employees crunch for Fortnite. That every week there's that, a patch, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. as they're going over the patch notes for the week, all of a sudden the executive goes, "I want a gun." So it makes all the employees crunch to get the gun into that update. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the work conditions are are it's not great. Not right. So you're gonna turn on and do this too? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Screw Epic, really, in my opinion. I mean, granted, for those of our listeners that love Fortnite, cool. Absolutely, go for it. I, I haven't really yeah, There's Fortnite. nothing wrong with loving a game. you love Fortnite, go for it. I just don't like the depth, period. So, um, with that, guys, um, thank you for crashing game night with us as we're all in person <laughs> for the first time in now well over a year. Yeah, here, so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, E3 2019 was last time we were all in person together, able to get together. Um, hopefully, everything is okay enough in, about in a month and a half. A little end of September, we will be doing another one of these together. But we'll actually have Lionsmane with us <laughs> to hang out with us and actually do a full, full on roundtable with that. So. With that one's gone, thank you guys for joining us. As always, if you liked what you heard um, or watched. Um, subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast platform or YouTube that you're listening to us on, watching us on. Um, don't forget to follow us on the website, crashinggamenight.com, at Twitter, at CGM Podcast, and on Facebook under Crashing Game Night. I want to say everyone be excellent to each other. Stay frosty. To all my fellow nerds, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. Uh, once again, uh, so go and support the Black Lives Matter uh, the fight is not done. This is, it's never going to be done until this whole matter is resolved. Just show support and, uh, we will forever support that cause and, too. And, and in support of that, make sure you register to vote and get out and vote. Right. Especially during the time. And be safe, be safe out there. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining. TTFN. Dots out. See everybody. <laughs>